It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. Episode 13, the first 300 things to prep and gray water systems. Two fun topics. Very fun. We spent a lot of time developing and working on gray water systems. We have, and ours has kind of simplified and streamlined over the years, and we think it works pretty well now. It does. It works really well. It feeds us. It's actually still kind of experimental. I'm happy with where it's at, though. Yeah. 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 Well, we have two gray water systems right now, uh, one for each wing of Mm -hmm. the house. And we can choose to put one or both into the garden or the orchard or wherever as needed. Yeah. Water is a precious resource, and whether you're getting it from a well or the sky or just the tap with your city, you don't want to waste it. No, and reclaiming or recycling the water when you're done with it, it's a whole thing because it's still, unless it's black water, which you really just have to put into a septic system, gray water is still really valuable for your garden. Yeah. One of the things we can go into this more in a couple of minutes but one of the things i think we've found that's been most valuable is just you have to keep it moving it can't sit for too long oh that's a good point i hadn't really thought about that but yeah it would get right. really skeezy yeah uh you had to keep it moving keep it flowing and then put it onto your garden or your lawn or wherever it needs to go as quickly as possible yeah um as far as products we just use the most natural things we can find with nothing that you wouldn't want to eat Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't be putting bleach down it or, you know, at least not in very large quantities. We use some sort of more natural dishwasher soaps mm-hmm. and that Nellie's laundry soda seems to do fine with the plants. And a little bit of soap, even a little bit of Blue Dawn is not going to kill your plants because no, that's actually something that you can use to get rid of aphids and stuff on your vegetables. Right. Yeah. In desperate situations, you can use blue dawn or even insecticidal soap so you don't have to worry about putting that down the drain Mm -hmm. um do you want to talk for a minute and a half about how we set it up and then we can go into more later sure it started in the cottage we uh as i mentioned did the bucket for the toilet Mm -hmm. and uh all of our drains the shower and the kitchen sink which is all we had in the cottage i decided that I didn't want them just spilling on the ground Mm -hmm. and I knew a little bit enough about septic technology so to speak to know that the they collected the solids in some kind of a bucket or a vessel or a bin or something so that's kind of where it started yeah and then we had our water storage in a greenhouse that Mm -hmm. was attached to the south side of that little a-frame and then we ran our gray water into that a frame or into the greenhouse and it watered our tomatoes we did we put it in a bin and then there was no pumping or anything it just had a slightly higher outlet on the bin and that the solid settled and the pipe it ran for the effluent or whatever they call it it ran through a drain pipe like a percolating drain pipe Mm -hmm. uh, almost like a weeping tile through the garden bed and of course the 
the plants in the first 10 feet of the garden bed got more water, but yeah. it did all... It all dissipated. It did dissipate, yeah. Those were the best tomatoes, frankly, we've ever, ever grown. They were incredible. My garden spitting out 20-pound tomatoes. My tomatoes. teeth have never been wider. <laughs> okay, uh, our first sponsor of the day today is EMP Shield. Thank you, EMP Shield, again. Uh, they have devices that will protect anything you plug into them from an EMP, a coronal mass ejection, or a lightning strike. And they have models for your car, your generator, or your whole house. And if you use the code OGPF, you can get 50 bucks off any unit. Go to our friends and affiliates page if you want the link. So after we were done in the cottage... Yes. How is our full-scale whole house gray water system different or is it basically the same no it's basically the same it is not a it's not an evolving science it's yeah. really simple one thing that's different is there's a pump because it has to pump it all the way to the garden well that's that's our own addition mm -hmm. so there's if you lots had gardens of, like right up next to your house you wouldn't need one yeah there's lots of great on wikipedia or WikiHow. WikiHow. that's where mm -hmm. i found it WikiHow and instructables there are lots of great systems or designs involving rain barrels, mm -hmm. but the basic principles are the same. You put a vessel in the ground or whatever at the lowest point. Yeah, like a big Rubbermaid tote. A big tote or a rain barrel mm -hmm. or anything, really. And the whole purpose of that vessel is for uh, sediment and solids to collect. Right. Right? Um, and then you put your first pipe your inlet pipe into the vessel at let's say uh, nine tenths of the way up mm -hmm. then what you do is you have an outlet pipe at eight tenths of the way up okay so it's slightly lower yeah so your inlet pipe is always pouring into this thing and then your solids settle yeah and then your outlet pipe is always draining off overflow so mostly liquid okay and so that's if you don't need to pump at a distance or really i guess mostly what our pump is for is the fact that our garden's gigantic and it wouldn't be if it's not pressurized it wouldn't be as even no it wouldn't it wouldn't yeah. so ours eventually became a very complex system so what i've described is and i talked about this i think in the last episode is a very rudimentary septic system mm -hmm. people use this exact same technique for black water and gray water yeah and eventually your your sediment builds up your tank fills up and you call the honey wagon mm -hmm. the guy with the trash pump yeah and he comes and pumps all the sludge out and takes it to the dump or honestly probably dumped it yes, in the ocean he dumps it somewhere yeah. and then your tank's empty again and your system works so that's that's it that's the whole that even modern septic systems yeah. that's how they work and so if you're doing a gray water system off grid we would recommend that you use something that you can take the lid off and pressure wash it out yourself yes yeah, so what i do is every two weeks um garbage day set yeah. my calendar i have a little bin it's about a 60 liter bin in the ground outside outside the kitchen and i have inside of it i actually had to really work at this for a long time I wanted to filter solids and feed mm -hmm. it to the chickens. I didn't want solids collecting and I didn't, and want, didn't solids want them going, going through the pump. Well, yeah. I did that the first month and it, it plugged all the holes. I had to change out all the pipes because they all filled mm -hmm. with solids. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I took a Home Depot five gallon pail and I cut a bunch of like two inch wide slots vertically in the side of it. Mm -hmm. And then I 
stapled on bug screen. So it's like a filter bucket. So it's a filter. So what happens is the outlet from our kitchen dumps into this bucket and the solids stay in the bucket and anything smaller than bug screen holes leaches out into the gray water bin. And which is more than more than enough for the pump. Mm -hmm. The holes in the pipes in the garden are bigger. Okay. So then you end up with this bucket that accumulates solids, but you just take it out and you dump it to the chickens every two weeks. Yeah. As for the day-to-day -day running of the pump, it works, it's just a sump pump. Right. It's okay. got an automatic float in it. And so when the bin fills to whatever the factory determined point of the float, the pump engages and pumps out the bin until the float shuts off. And when that pump goes, some pumps have a surprisingly effective like push right, yeah, force okay. on them like it'll pump for i bet i could pump out of the creek with that thing yeah it's amazing mm -hmm. i think they call it hydraulic lift okay. anyway so the pump our garden is actually downhill from our gray water system so it's easy for the pump yeah and it feeds into a trunk line what's the trunk line made out of it's uh one inch uh they use it in water wells what would you ask for if you had to go to the hardware store? Uh, one inch black poly, mm -hmm. I guess. Poly, poly B, something like that. It's okay. black. It's usually got a colored stripe on it. Okay. Um, fun fact. It's the, pretty cheap. The, the color of the stripe denotes the thickness of the wall of the pipe. There's different thicknesses. And does it need to be thick or can you get the thinnest no, one? No, you can get the thinnest one. Yeah. Absolutely. Because there's no pressure. Yeah. And so the main line is this black poly. Yeah. And then off of that line, we ran a bunch of... So there's a few fittings involved. Really, to do it right, you have to get uh, gray PVC fittings from Home Depot or mm -hmm. Lowe's or whatever. And you have to step it down with a few fittings to... I used half-inch pecs. Right. Now, you could still use poly, like the black poly water well line, but it, it does get expensive. Yeah. So half-inch pecs or three-quarter-inch pecs is dirt cheap so for like basically every row in the garden it's just got this line of pecs running down that's it, right and then we just poked little holes in it with a drill that's it we take a i think it was it was smaller than an eighth inch bit mm -hmm. we had to actually do really small holes yeah and and it just goes it just sprays out, out. Just, yeah. there's a bunch of little fountains yeah. that come out and, it's and really sometimes cool. one hole will get plugged yeah and you'll end up with a dry spot in your garden and you just go around and you poke it and if you're out there and with your gardening shears you yeah poke it with your gardening you use shears. your shears it totally yeah. works yeah. the spray is a little chaotic but you know it's not <laughs> a big deal so that's in a nutshell that's how the system is designed is with um we found the i found the filter bucket was paramount mm -hmm. i tried gluing the screens on yeah with a few different types of glue, some of which I use on my roof that has been up there for years and is waterproof. Mm -hmm. But when it's submerged, it totally breaks down. I think also like the oils and grease and stuff from your kitchen and cooking right. probably breaks down glues. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. There is a lot of oil. There's mm. uh, there's a lot of floating kind of... Yeah, and we try to be very careful about what we put down, but still... You gotta we, live your life. We like, got you kids have using normal, the dishwasher. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they don't rinse stuff sometimes stuff gets put down and it's fine and honestly i think the garden grows better for it yeah oh it does it's incredible the, yeah. we noticed the difference the first year right away mm -hmm. and it's not just the water it's like the stuff that's in it as far as the chemicals go it does definitely like it doesn't stink yeah um it we, has a slight compost smell yeah when you when clean it, it out yeah. yeah so i didn't install traps in my gray, gray water plumbing because we knew we were doing gray water and yeah. we wanted to keep it moving 
we knew we had to keep it moving. Yeah. You could install traps. That's one of the things that I can't change now because, for instance, the... But we had read all over that you shouldn't have traps if you're doing gray water. So yeah. we didn't. And it's fine. And it doesn't smell. And we don't no. get, like, snakes coming up our drains or anything. No. But if that I was, had to do yeah. it over again, I wouldn't have listened to that advice. I would have just put in traps. Just put in traps. Just like normal plumbing. Yeah. It's not a big mm -hmm. deal. The clean-out method, we definitely don't put bleach down our drains. Mm -hmm. However, when I clean it out... I do bleach it. Like I put maybe, I'm going to say a cup okay. in total, like a cup of bleach in the bin itself. Uh -huh. That seems to, I, I missed that once or twice during my cleanouts, and it the bin itself started to smell. Okay. So I figured out really quickly that just a small amount of bleach, I'm sure you could use something else, a right. strong cleaner. Mm -hmm. It's just what I had on hand because of the pool. You could probably use peroxide because that peroxide would kill your work. plants. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It doesn't seem to affect our plants. Because you can peroxide seedlings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But that's expensive. And it it's is. hard to get things on an island. And sometimes you just use what you got. Even... Just the basics, yeah. you know, when normal life requires certain things, you need soap. We've talked about the many yeah. appliances we need. Yeah, but we don't use like, we, we try to be pretty clean about what soaps we buy anyways because mm -hmm. you're putting it on your skin, but we don't use like a specialty, organic, no. homeopathy, we tried handmade soap. No, we tried soap nuts. No, it's soap just, nuts we have used and we have used many times over and over and every time eventually we have to throw our clothes out. We do. It just builds <laughs> up. It, does, it, just, it just doesn't get clean. Doesn't if you're clean. living on a farm and you got a bunch of kids and yeah. chicken poop and it's a, who knows what. Yeah. I don't know. You just eventually your clothes just look dirty yeah anything else you want to add about gray water uh no i think i covered it i think yeah. the size of the tank doesn't really matter the smaller the better because then it's pumping out more often well and it's easier to clean yeah and that goes back to how you opened with mm -hmm. keeping the water moving yeah yeah and and really like we ours is sort of sized so that it runs at least once a day sometimes twice it's probably every two showers that it goes yeah that's or like right. a shower and a dishwasher yeah. will make it run sort mm -hmm. of it's a 60 liter uh tank but it really with the sump float mm -hmm. it maybe only fills up halfway yeah and it seems to be yeah. about the right amount for our big garden so it does yeah cool it, it takes a couple minutes to empty itself mm -hmm. out under the garden it works you, really well and if you're in the garden and you're worried about getting hit with gray water yeah you hear the the air coming out of the you lines do. first. Yes. First yeah. you're in the garden and you're like, what is that sound? And it's like a snake. <laughs> but it's all around you. Yeah. And then it clicks and you run out of that <laughs> garden before you get soaked with somebody else's shower water. Yeah. <laughs> Baby bath water. Okay, so moving on, we're talking about the first three hundred things to prep. Hmm. which is a free list that you can get from our website if you go to offgridprepfamily.com. We will send it to you, and it just helps you kind of reduce that decision fatigue and move on with your life. Yeah. Just do something, just get the things. Yeah, it's great. It's generic. If you're gluten-free, don't buy flour. Get gluten-free flour. If you don't like beans, buy lentils, buy something else. But at least it's a starting point. Mm -hmm. And what we really like to encourage is not just loading up on the thing that you think is fun or the thing that's easy you want to prep the four main areas evenly if that makes sense so the four main areas water if you want to be crass beans bullets and band-aids so water 
food, uh, you know, self-defense and security, first aid. Yeah, and th- so that is the right order. It we prepped those, uh, you know, a little bit, each of those four layers, over and over and over again, mm-hmm. until you have mountains of all four. But it's very easy, especially for, like, if you're a gun guy or you're really into the freeze-dried food, it's really easy to let one of those mountains get really big while you're ignoring the others. And so you think you're prepped for six months, but you're only prepped for six months in freeze-dried broccoli. You know what I just thought of? Yes. You know how I talk about how the, the there's a, a kind of a macro narrative to everything? Like, people do things at an impulse, but it's because of certain factors that they aren't aware of happening in the world... It's mm-hmm. like they're following a program, right? Yes. I can't help but think at this point right now mm-hmm. that remember the hoarding thing? Yeah. It was the show Hoarders. Yeah. Do you, you think they were great doing aunt? that? Because I think they were instinctively doing they that. They knew that they this knew was something. coming. Well, part of them knew. Like, there's Ooh. a part of all of us that's extremely wise that few of us get have a chance to tap into. Uh, like, your great aunt. Yeah, her basement was full. full but it was full of garbage because she had no direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it. It's you gotta good. have the direction. Yeah. Okay. Quick break for Thrive Life freeze dried foods. Yes. Do you want to talk about Thrive Life today? Yeah, they're great. Thrive Life. We did actually try a couple other brands of freeze dried food. Yeah, when we were first starting out, you and it try was them just. All. If you're not used to eating a lot of salt and MSG, it oh, can yeah. be really upsetting to your stomach. It was. And if you're really feeding more than a couple of people, it is yep. not cost effective no, to use those like packages of meals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like the prepackaged yeah, thing. Like, yeah, there were weird your, sauces. Here's your breakfast. It's a bun. It's 18 things scrambled together that all should have been cooked yeah. to different amounts, but we're gonna cook them all the same. With Thrive Life, it was just a can of onions and a can of beef. And, and so you just use what you need. Yeah. It also I you can think use it in any it recipe. It reduces a lot of waste because instead of chopping an entire bell pepper and having half of it sit in your fridge for three days, you just take out three tablespoons of bell pepper and you put the can away. Yeah, and it works. Especially for like things you don't use a lot of, like refried beans. Yeah. Those are awesome. They must have their own nuclear reactor. <laughs> nuclear. They do it. <laughs> nuclear. 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 <laughs> because. We've we've done research and we've talked about this. Freeze dryers, or at least residential small scale freeze yeah. dryers, are so unbelievably wasteful in their power consumption. Yeah. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. But they do it. And that's what counts. Let's and it's affordable. It. And it's yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so uh, you can get a fifteen percent discount on your first order uh, at offgridprepfamily.com uh, forward slash friends. All right. So continuing. On mm. the four layers, the four, not the four layers, the four areas mm-hmm. to prep. Water, beans, bullets, band-aids. If you don't have any plan, you're going to end up being... A hoarder, really, if you just Or start you're just going to grab stuff and you'll be like, that looks good, that yeah. looks good, that looks good. But you won't have your like basics covered. So what we're hoping to help you do is think about things really pragmatically. Just get as much stuff put away as you can in a helpful method. Mm-hmm. Uh, Band-Aids, for example, is a category that I find it really boring. And so it's yeah, easy it's to overlook. Dark. And it's easy to not keep things stocked because it's like, I don't want to spend $4.50 on Band-Aids. Have you seen how much Band-Aids cost these days? Well, everything. Like, not the... Okay, everything. But Band-Aids. Not the sticker ones, but like the actual fabric ones that actually work. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't find it fun. And so it can be tempting for me to just not. Yeah. And then we end up with, we don't even know when a bottle of Tylenol all of a sudden. And I just, yeah. <laughs> it's just a mess. So as far as food, if we're going to talk about basics, mm-hmm. I'm talking about water, carbs, fat, protein, and some basic toiletries. Yes. Very basic. Yeah. You're not going to move on to fruits and nuts and chocolate chips if you haven't stored a year's worth of oil and flour and oats and rice and beans and canned tomatoes. Don't talk about vitamins. Don't talk about supplements. None of that. Yeah. You're just, you're buying, you're buying spam. Yeah. The great thing is that most of those items, the real basics, have not gone up as much as the other things. I've been really surprised. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say them now because... They've gone up. They have gone up. But not, but not as much as the fun foods I have noticed mm-hmm. have gone up. Flour's gone up, but it's still not an expensive food. If you don't normally eat flour, you should still store flour unless you're actually like mm-hmm. gluten intolerant. If you disagree, you can find a different podcast. <laughs> it's okay. I understand. This isn't the place to be fancy. This isn't the play- place to be listening. <laughs> so I would say you need to make a plan and just stick to it. And it's not the time to get distracted with beekeeping. If you know that it's only going to cost you $40 to buy a year's oh, worth of sugar. Oh, sick reference. Yeah. No, really, because <laughs> how many of those... I would to do beekeeping. I want to do beekeeping. It yeah. would be amazing. I would rather not buy sugar. But every time we look it up, it's it's, it's like... so expensive. So expensive. And to lose your bees, which mm. does often Happens happen... a lot. ...would be honestly like financially devastating if you were relying upon that for your food. I feel like the bee king. Speaking? I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> Get it? I didn't actually watch that show, but that yeah. line sticks with me. Yes. Uh, we all want to spin our own wool and weave a serape. Serape? Serape. <laughs> Whatever. But don't kid yourself into taking up a hobby and telling yourself it's a prep if yeah. you don't have oats and beans. Yeah. Um, a list for y- someone who hasn't prepped anything at all. I would say number one, water, ten cases, five big jugs, five bottles of vodka traps. Rainwater catchment. Well, that comes next. Sorry. Now I you have the track. basics. Now you're gonna buy beans. Then you're gonna buy flour, oats, mm. rice, sugar. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna put up a motion detector on your driveway. Yep. You're gonna grab a couple cans of bear spray. And because they're bigger. And because they're legal <laughs> everywhere. And you're going to get a knife that you like, and you're going to get used to carrying it. Mm-hmm. Learn archery. Just get... Can you not skip ahead? Sorry, I didn't know I was skipping ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Then, band-aids. You're going to just get a pre-filled basic first aid kit online, and you're going to throw out those stickers that they include and call band-aids, and you're going to replace them with real ones. That's it. That's done. Layer one of all four of those areas you're done then you're just going to repeat those over and over getting deeper and deeper water beans bullets band-aids nice uh if you can tick off some food preps preps on that list up to a certain level and get on to those other three categories up to the same level then move on right so if you're looking down this list of 300 things and you've got a whole bunch of that food just check 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 it all off And then go back and fill in the things that you're missing. You're just going to keep repeating the four layers, the four areas on a deeper and deeper level until you feel like all your bases are covered, right? It's like more water, more shelf-stable food, more home defense and security, more first aid. 
And eventually, by the time you get up to the end of our list, you've probably got a year's worth of carbs, fats, and proteins. You probably have a ton of just add water pancake mix and <laughs> spaghetti and canned tuna and peanut butter. And that's when you start looking at precise inventories and filling in your gaps. Mm -hmm. But at least you have the basics covered. Yeah. A note on the, the prepackaged mixes. Mm -hmm. Try and find the best ones you can. However, there's always going to be preservatives. Yeah. The human body can process these things. Yeah. It's not maybe the way survival. that you want to eat all the time. Yeah. But if it comes to it, just you're relax. Be okay. Yeah. The, the, it's, the, it's worse to be stressed out about it. Exactly. That it's far, you will cause yourself far more harm by stressing about about things that you think mm -hmm. are the way that they should be as opposed to the chemicals in your food. Yeah. It's about survival. Yeah. Um, right now, today, with the things the way they are, let's just get the preps as mm -hmm. much as we can without leaving any big gaps and just get what you can afford and get as much of it as you can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, as you move up in your water and band-aid categories, you'll soon to get to the point where you're just maintaining your supply. Mm -hmm. You're just like checking expiration dates, mm -hmm. rotating the water, maybe buying an extra set of Berkey filters. They do last a long, long, long time. They do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and once those are completely ticked off, you can put all your efforts towards more defense and food. Mm -hmm. It's like the debt snowball, but with preps. <laughs> It's the In prep reverse, snowball. The prep snowball. <laughs> it really does work like that. And the one thing that I just... I remember that I say all the time, but I haven't said on this podcast yet, is there's something that happens... I don't know how to describe it. When you're prepared... Things don't happen. The things don't happen. It's like bringing your umbrella. It is. You're, the worst case of being prepared is it gets kind of boring. And, and that's a pretty bad worst case, or pretty good yeah. worst case scenario. To yeah. be bored sometimes, but not homeless and not starving, yeah. that's okay. It's all right. Life has, you have to have both sides. And and, and yeah. any food that you have in your pantry from last year, mm -hmm. you're not going to get it that cheap this year. Mm -mm. And so on. Yep. Those strawberries that you're going to buy from Thrive yep. this year are going to be twice the price next year at the store. So if you're worried, if you're worried about things happening, prepare for them. Yeah. And the... the Not the, out of fear, but just no, out of, just this prepare. is what I need. And when you prepare, yeah. when you're properly prepared, those bad things, in our experience, they just go away. Or they're such a little problem, they're such a little blip on your radar that it, you don't even really notice. It no notice. longer matters. Yeah. 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 yeah, like people around here will lose power for days in a winter storm and they we will. don't even realize except for the fact that it's awfully quiet. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I've often tried, like, I wish I could help my neighbors, but yeah. there's no way for me to transmit my power to their house. <laughs> yeah, like, that's they how can, you can come and have a hot shower and charge your cell phone, but I can't make you I can't, prepare. I can't run your fridge. But we're going to make you guys prepare instead. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We're actually going to wrap up almost on time today. Nice. Um, if you want our suggested lip, uh, list of the first 300 things to prep, go to offgridprepfamily.com and right there on the front page, it'll ask you if you want to download it. It's a pop-up. It's pop-up. Sorry. 
<laughs> we're just really trying to help you guys reduce decision fatigue and get a whole lot of supplies squared away quickly. Yeah, the, this list is based on years, decades, in fact, mm -hmm. of experience. And restarting, moving, yeah. starting again. Yeah. Uh, if you would share this podcast with a friend, we would really appreciate it. It really helps us get the word out and grow our audience. And give us a five-star review. We haven't had a bunch of reviews yet, and I love them. I love it when we get them. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram and see what we're up to. And today we're going to leave you with this awesome quote that I heard on the Nourishing Traditions podcast, or it's called Wise Traditions. Um, it was on episode 375 just the other day, setting up a local food buying club. And he talks about the difficulties in finding producers who will sell you food that's raised on pasture and grass and non-GMO and no spray. This is by John Moody. The, which one? Oh, it's amazing. In certain parts of the farming community. Oh, I love this quote. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the reticence to consider they've been misled about what's necessary and what's possible it really is mm -hmm. i would i could i could do a whole powerpoint deck yeah about about to my neighbor who farms soybeans and trying to convince them to just grow food and he they'd never listen yes so john moody food grower researcher mm -hmm. author and wise traditions podcast guest philosopher i suppose <laughs> I don't, i'm not you, familiar john with john moody. moody but i would totally recommend that episode if you're looking for something to listen to next thanks mm -hmm. everybody have a nice night see ya bye